Hello and welcome. It's round one of the AFL and we're back here for In the Back Pocket. Georgie Parker here. Nathan Brown, unfortunately, he is joining us as usual, but we finally recruited an AFL Life member. Ooh. Brendan Goddard, welcome to the Thanks, show. Georgie. Thanks, Georgie. Exciting to have BJ on board this year. Burgundy is an interesting choice colour first up for the first show. Georgie, I wouldn't have gone with it personally, but I, I think you look good in it. Can't all look good in blue like you, Nathan. Now, I wanted to have a comparison of your credentials, both mm. very good players. Both played a lot of footy, both great punters as well. But we've got a few off-field things that both of you two do here. Pretzel plates destroyed. You win that win. one, uh, BJ. But everything else there, butchered oasis on national TV. Pairs of Balenciagas now. Now you're with Sportsbet. We might be able to fix that. And social posts for free stuff. Brownie, about that. You win that I one. I do not social post for free stuff. I don't know about just that. Just told one. us you didn't use Instagram that much. I don't use Instagram at all. So, but uh, we just found out he's a fellow Kia Carnival <laughs> owner, which very, is exciting. Very, very proud. Of it too. Fern Tree Gully Kia out there. <laughs> <laughs> You're an absolute idiot. But Brownie, the trend is your friend. We're going to be looking at some different trends over the course of the year, and you found one before the season has started. It's hard to find these when there's not been any footy played, but what have you found? Now, we have to go back to last year. So you've got to follow the trends, and the definite trend last year was 25-plus uh, disposal marks. Now, Travis Boak, 20 of the 23 games he played last year, he got more than 25. He had 24 in the other three that he didn't get. Now, he's an average starting price of $1.39, which doesn't sound a lot, but it's a great one to have in your same-game moldies. For round one... He's $1.62. Now, him and Ali Wines are the only two that get the ball for Port Adelaide. Jake Lloyd, again, plays half-back, the easiest position in the competition to play. He's $1.40, average $1.37 last year. So he goes into his same-game moldies and follow the trend with Daniel Rich. Last year had his best year again, and I can't see him not getting the football again this year. So he's $1.91 in round one. So the trend is your friend. We're going to follow that throughout the year. Halfback, easiest position on the field. You'll hear that a lot, I think, this mm. year. Now, Melbourne and Western Bulldogs, it's the Premiership rematch. That's tonight at the MCG, and I can't wait to see it, BJ. It's going to be exciting, the, the flag unveil for Melbourne, which will be interesting. So um, I'm just wondering if that would just maybe take a little bit of sting out for him, the emotions and the build-up to that. So at this point, I'm probably leaning towards the Bulldogs. Leaning towards the Bulldogs too a little bit, just because I think the, the Demons couldn't play any better than what they played late last yeah. year. I reckon when you play a defensive game like they do, it takes a little bit to get into the season. We saw them struggle with it against the Blues, but... What I want to talk about is how good the Bulldogs are through their midfield and so many ball winners. Have a look at this. This is the Bulldogs' 25-plus ball winners and they, they get this all the time. But the one up at the top there, Adam Trelaw. Now, he's already moved from $1.72 into $1.67. He's played all midfield, all preseason. They're talking about his fit, fitter than he's ever been. Now, he's a ball magnet. Think about when he played at Collingwood. He, he was regularly having 40-plus disposal games. So, for me, Adam Trelaw... I'm going to be betting into him in round one. Who do you think is going to be kicking the goals, though, with no Joshy Bruce for the doggies? That may... Well, I think it's it's all set up for Aaron Norton, right, yeah. to, to really um, fulfil his potential or his consistency anyway. And then you've got Cody Waitman, who's uh, got... Came in the last season with a bit of injury, got injured towards the end. So he's, he's another pre-season older and, and more experienced. So he, he's a guy that can easily kick... Th- 30, 40 goals yeah. as a small forward. Same game multi for this game, and it's pretty clear. I'm pretty keen on the Bulldogs as uh, BJ is. So the line for the Bulldogs, I think Bailey Fritch is one of the most talented players in the competition. He just finds space all the time. Already spoken about Adam Trelaw, but that's the same game multi. So you think it's going to be a close one there going the line. Now, these two, obviously, in the Premiership match last year. Let's have a look at the Premiership market. Early Crow here. Who do you think is going to be winning this Premiership, BJ? Oh, I think we're all on the same page with this, George. It's... Uh, 
for mine, it's Brisbane. It's seven dollars, yeah. so a little bit of value, but I think that is set up perfectly. Done the apprenticeship, yep. obviously home games now in a, in a normal season or. Hopefully a normal season, but uh, I think they're a strong I can't see $7. anybody outside of that top eight that came in last year. Melbourne obviously did it last year, but I don't think there's anyone talented enough to come outside the top eight. Richmond finished outside the top eight, obviously, but they'd won three of the last four. So they're an anomaly, so they get the tick. But outside that, I don't think there's anyone good enough to surprise. But in talking about surprises, none of those top six sides would surprise me if they won it. Geelong wouldn't surprise me. Richmond again, Melbourne. I don't think anybody would be surprised if we're speaking about Brisbane or, or the Bulldogs. So any one of those six sides could win it. Well, especially with the Gabba home ground advantage there. Speaking of Richmond, they were out of the eight last year. Time for them to get back into the eight. They're taking on Carlton in this first game of the season. They played them well, but you've got to trend with them as well. One to 39. Yeah, 1-39. to 39. So the last 14 times they've played, they've won 13 of the 14 games against Carlton, 1-39. to 39. Now, you'd think over the course of how bad Carlton have been over the time that Richmond being up the top in the ladder would have belted them a few times. It's only happened once. So Richmond don't blow sides away. And I think they win this game, but I can't see them blowing Carlton away. I was very impressed with Carlton against Melbourne and how good they were with Chera, with George Hewitt, and these guys. Paddy Cripps looks uh, in fine nick again. But let's talk about... Uh, in the coach's box. Now, I want to talk about, there's a couple of players that brought in. First one is George Hewitt. George Hewitt, people have been talking about him going to Dustin Martin. So if that does happen, George Hewitt doesn't get the disposals he needs to get 25. So I'm going to stay away from him. But if I'm the coaching box of Carlton, I wouldn't be sending him to Dustin Martin. What Carlton need is multiple midfielders getting big balls. So Paddy Cripps, you've got uh, Matthew Kennedy in there. Sam Walsh is not going to be in there, but we need 25 plus for four to five different players. So I'd be saying to George Hewitt, just go out and play. Get your 30 disposals and beat them that way. I think that might be the case, particularly at the start. It might be a bit of suck and see how Dustin, Garten, uh, Dustin Martin's going, but George Hewitt's got the ability then to go to him at different stages. So, And Dusty's proved in the past that he's arguably untaggable. So yep. there's something to watch. But as you may have mentioned, Richmond's 7-0 and in these Thursday night first rounders against Carlton. Now, Paddy Cripps, no Sam Walsh for the first couple of games. How do you think his pre-season's been? Do you think he's going to get back to his form of old? Uh, well, all reports leading into the pre-season games, and his pre-season games are outstanding, right? That, that last one at yep. uh, Marvel Stadium hitting the scoreboard as well, uh, along with Kennedy. So that's a rarity. So something that they'll probably need to lean on. And good teams do well, right, is the midfielders generally kick goals. Yeah. So uh, he's set up for a great season. Browning, same game multi. Same game multi. So that man, Paddy Cripps, I love the fact that he was able to take off. He kicked the goal from 60 where he had a free kick and he took off and was able to get the 50. So he got that power back. Matthew Kennedy's been a player that looks like he wants to explode for the last three or four years, but just hasn't had a good run with injury. Every time Kennedy starts to play good footy, he's down with an injury. You're getting $2 for 25 plus for Matthew Kennedy in round one. That price won't last for long. He had 33 against Melbourne in the practice game, and he's just a ball magnet when he's out there. So he goes into the same game multi as well, and Richmond won to 39. It's funny how they changed Carlton's midfield. We've been talking about last couple of years not having the depth and support for Cripps, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you, you run through with Kennedy finding a bit of form, and now they've got a number of guys. Their depth is yep. arguably you know, outstanding. Speaking of a team with not that much depth, and that's Collingwood St Kilda. This is a Friday night footy. This is going to be an exciting one to look at because of some of the young recruits playing for Collingwood, I find. Well, it's one of those games where you look at it and I can't pick a winner. This yeah. is a 50-50 game for me. The Saints are firm favourites in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Collingwood come out and blow them away. So we haven't seen a lot of Collingwood, what Craig McRae brings to the table. And St Kilda, obviously, a side that we expect to do well last year, but they didn't quite live up to that hype. But there are a couple of players that I like to bet into 
too. And Scotty Pendlebury is one of those. And I just had a look at Nick Dacos in the early markets, and he had 31 disposals in his uh, practice game. So just able to get the footy in. I don't think we've priced it in that well at the moment. So he is big money to be getting 25 30 plus, or even 20 is a good price to get 20. So those two players very interested in. Jordan Ngoi, interesting to see how he goes because they wanted to turn him into a midfielder. I think he's good for 20 disposals. I think so, playing that hybrid role we're seeing with, with Dusty Martin. But just on Nick, if, if Nick Dacos was to get 25 or 30 plus, is, is that, that'd be one of the, I think Paul Hazelby's got the best first game yep. at AFL level, most possessions anyway. That, that, he'd have to put him up there, but he's been super impressive early. He's an absolute star. So we've got dogs, tigers and not sure for the first three games. We'll get to the Saturday games just after little Nathan Brown's cameo appearance. Okay, come on, just spit them out. Remember, there's no bad ideas. Yeah, yeah, we could let go of our four-time premiership winning coach. Okay, thinking outside the box, we'll put that on the board. You're a little hamstrung by all the money tied up in that long-term influencer campaign. How long left on that deal? Another full season, and we're already in talks about extending it for next year. Nathan, cancel my three o'clock. Ah, sorry. They won't have time to get to you today. Oh, that'd be right. No one cares about me. Now, BJ, what I love about that little cameo from Nathan is that he must have done it this morning or he owns about one shirt. Well, I just thought it was a multi-purpose <laughs> shirt, George. It's your favourite shirt, right? It is a good shirt, yeah. <laughs> I like There's a bit of a shine on it. Well, Brownie, Get on with it. Geelong and Essendon. Geelong, they're always there, aren't they? Essendon, they're wanting to push for top four this year. We're going to hear about Geelong's ageing list all year, but... They're a side that you can back with confidence because they're, they're going to be as good as they were last year. I think they play finals again, as I said at the top of the program. I wouldn't be surprised if Geelong win the Premiership this year. They're not my tip, but in this game, I don't want to get Essendon in round one on a big MCG when it's going to be 27 to 29 degrees. Yes, they're old, the Cats, but they don't spread like they used to. And the Bombers, they've got all this expectation. It's just whether they can handle that coming in. The line's already moved from 14.5 to 9.5, so the market is trending towards the Bombers. I think the market is right. I think the Bombers can either go really close and be a close game or they can beat the Cats here. They're the outsiders, but I just think they're the value of the round. Huge ball winners from Essendon, isn't it? Oh, if you're looking for a trend, Brownie, it's, it's Zach Merritt and Darcy Parrish in the back end of their year last year, Darcy's rise. But uh, you could probably confidently go in knowing that you know, the 30-plus uh, disposal market is, is pretty healthy for those two and, and appealing. And what was good last year was you were getting good prices for Merritt and Darcy Parrish for 30 plus, but it's gone now. I think they're, they're too short. You're always looking for 35s. And are you going to back a player to get 35? They're not going to do it too often to be backing that. Jai Caldwell, though, playing midfield in the preseason, uh, he's going to have a good run with injury, hopefully. But I think we've just marked him a little bit high. So I think 20 plus for Jai Caldwell, really good price. I'm going to be backing him. So I'm going to step around Darcy Parrish, going to step around Zach Merritt. So too Jake String. I'm not sure where he's at, but Joel, uh, Jai Caldwell, for me, I think he's a bet in this round one. Jeremy Cameron, he's a good forward. He's going to be the key with Hawkins for Geelong, isn't he? As fit as ever. As, as Apparently. They say, they say that about as fit as ever. So they should be. They say that so. about Stringer as well, though, don't they? But I, I think, uh, I think he's, he'll have an impact more so than he did last year because of injuries. But those two together, Hawkins generally playing the deeper one. Cameron uses, using his athleticism. But I think he'll hit the scoreboard a lot more than he did last year. So Jeremy Cameron for two-plus goals. is uh, He played is really good. well against him last year as well. Yeah, which, which they struggle, 
I think, for key position players, Essendon, when you're just looking against their matchups this weekend. So one of those two, I think, Hawkins or Cameron may get off the chain if Geelong One's going to kick four or five. So yeah. if Geelong win, you'd expect one of them to kick four or five. Which one it is, I'm leaning towards Cameron. Now, Battle of the Bridge, GWS and Sydney. A lot of talking points in this one. Toby Green obviously out for five matches. And Buddy, well, he's going to do it at some stage. Thousand goals coming up. How are you seeing this one? I just couldn't find an edge in this game. So head-to-head, um, I, I don't know who to pick, GWS or Sydney. But I just see Stephen Cornelio. There's been a lot of talk about him over the preseason. There's been a lot of talk that he's as fit as he's ever been again. So he's got... He's, he's right. He's ready to go. So that, for me, when you go back two or three years, was having 26, burn, burn 28, well. 30 kicking goals. So I think if he plays midfield, which he's going to play midfield, he should be getting 30, 30 plus. So, but he's a good price for 25 because they go on. Well, it's an algorithm. So they go on what happened last year and they'll look at Cornelio's uh, stats being a little bit lower. And so for the first couple of rounds, you might be mm-hmm. getting a good price on Stephen Cornelio. And I'm happy to take that over the head-to-head or the total points or anything because I'm just not sure about this game, but I know Stephen Cornelio can get the footy. Now, Isaac Heaney, you're not sold on him. He's the highest-paid player at the will club. Be, well, will yeah. be shortly once somebody gets retires. But Isaac Heaney, you're not sold as him on him. Uh, well, no, based on history, uh, that's five or six years into his career, but just based on consistency, right? Yeah. So I think he's still being paid his new contracts on potential, yeah. um, and we see his best and fairest results here. So, uh, yeah, quite. And, and there was an injury in there or two, which is fair, right? But finishing high, yeah. best and fairest, he needed to be fully fit. This is his year, is it? This is his year. He needs if, to make a statement, I think. If everyone talks about Isaac Heaney and how good he's going to be, he's 26 already. So, when you, talk about, when you talk about that, that, he needs to have a breakout year. He's played half forward most of his career, which is a hard spot to play. Now they're talking about playing him exclusively as a midfielder, probably a 70-30 split is what I've heard. A hybrid, um, hybrid role. So he needs to have a breakout year. He, he needs to have 25 every week. He needs to be kicking two and three every second game and dominating his competition. If he doesn't do that, then he's not the player that they say. I think potential... Or he's not justifying the contract. He can do it. But this is his year because this is the first time he's been given the opportunity to play midfield. But I'm not going to bet into him early. I'm going to step around him and see how he goes. Yeah, and it's more about the consistency of it. So he's, he's a legitimate match winner, right? There's not too many of those out there. So, But it's more about the consistency and that let those uh, potential match winning abilities come to the fourth every now and then. But he needs to find consistency. Buddy Franklin, do we think he's going to be getting his 1,000th goal oh. this game? He got four and five against GWS last year. Well, I think he's a good tip for the Coleman. He's $10 for the Coleman. So if he starts off kicking four or five, uh, it'd be nice to do it in this game against GWS as well. What may happen is they may be five or six goals up in the last quarter and it's all of a sudden Buddy's got three and it's, where is he? Yeah. It's, they're just feeding the ball. So it might be a cheeky little bet at five like plus goals. Josh Bruce last year when he was getting towards 10, 10. and they cleared out yeah. and there's oh. had Bruce <laughs> as the bear in the square. Uh, Brisbane and Port Adelaide, I can't wait for this one. This is going to be should be a really high scoring, exciting match. I mean is that first round going to play into the score on this one? Well there's a lot of people talking down Port Adelaide at the moment. They've still got a pretty good list, Port Adelaide. I mean, they were close last year. So they come up against Brisbane, who a lot of us think will win the premiership. And it's going to be hard to beat them at the Gabba. They've got a great record there. So I think Brisbane win. One thing you might want to look out for is the total points as well. 176 at the Gabba is 10 more than any other venue early season. I think it's high scoring. But Travis Boak, I spoke about him at the top of the program, how consistent he's been. Have a look at that from last year. That line is sits at 25, and the three times he Missed it 
He had 24. So I'm going to follow Travis Boken again. I'm going to back him every week because he still represents a good price. And while he's that good price, he goes into almost same game multis. Zach Butters for 25. Is there any value there? Yeah, full-time midfielder now. And I think he, he may be the difference or what they've needed uh, to go that next step. But uh, if you're working on the algorithm last year being injured, playing yeah. as a half yeah. forward, a little bit in the midfield, that he's uh, got some value this weekend. Well, he was having that breakout game last year when he got injured. I think he had 19 at half time. But what they speak about at Port Adelaide, they've likened him uh, and it's a big call. Big call. Big call to Gary Ablett Jr. Ooh. They think he can be as good and that's coming from the top at Port Adelaide so no one even more senior. That comes no from pressure. the top. So uh, and that, and that, You wouldn't just make that up right? No. And, and you, you can you, see it though. Yeah, You wouldn't say it about a guy or a kid who's still reasonably young that couldn't deal with yeah. the expectation. Yeah. So I think he's you know. But three years in if you made that comparison Gary Ablett Jr. as a third year, fourth year player You'd say it was a big call, but yeah. we know now what he what he turned yeah. into. So it's a massive call. Same game multi. I think Brisbane win this game. I spoke about Travis Boak and the total points over. Average 176 at the venue. Round one, hot conditions, fast track. That's the same game multi. Now, BJ, you weren't here last year, so you won't know what his favourite segment is. It's called On the Brown Low. What, what do you reckon why that is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, he works. likes a bit of airtime. Everyone loves the Brownlow. He Everyone likes a bit of airtime. There's, there's good value in the Brownlow. Are you yeah, seeing especially it? at the start of the season. Well, you tipped an $81 winner last so year. So maybe we I'm should go phone. to you for who you think should be winning the Brownlow. Where did you claim this $81 winner? Where, where the, audio, the audio's out there, so prove Let's track down that audio then. So my, my theory was... Uh, a top six, top eight team, yep. preferably a top six, winning more games than they lose. And then I looked at it last year with Ollie Wines being in the midfield and not too many competitors stealing votes off him. Just yep. Travis Boak, but that was about it from Port Adelaide. But looking through the, the list this year, there's actually no one that really stands out like it did for me with Ollie Wines this year. Yep. So I think it's actually quite uh, difficult to pick a kind of diamond in the rough. Well, I like Darcy Parrish at $13 with normally... As you know, a player needs to play at least one or two years of good footy before the umpires start to notice. So I went into last year's Brownlow medal tipping Zach Merritt to get more votes than Darcy Parrish, but it didn't happen every time they voted for him. 26 votes last year, and he got a stack of the football, but they've noticed him, and they noticed the way... Well, he's got blonde hair, so it helps to start with, <laughs> but he is a run-and-carry guy. So he's just a lot more noticeable than other there's, players. There's now Dylan Shield back, full fitness, dry Caldwell, potentially. Yeah, but the Bombers are going to win a lot of games, and Darcy Parrish isn't going anywhere, so he's going to get 30 every week. And you're not going to tag him. He's not a player you tag because he's not... Doesn't use it as well as Zach Merritt. So if they do tag someone, it's going to be Merritt. So I just think Darcy Parrish at 13 bucks is good value. Do you remember how many Brownlow votes you got? Uh, no, but Adam Trelaw is the other one I want to speak about. $151 <laughs> worth having a $10 no. on Adam Trelaw. Well, I've just gone for Petraka in that one. Nice short one. They're going to win a lot of games, but there are a lot of players going to be taking votes off of him, you'd think. Sunday matches up next just after this. Okay, come on, just spit them out. Remember, there's no bad ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah we could let go of our four-time premiership winning coach. Okay, thinking outside the box, we'll put that on the board. We were thinking instead of with a team that never lets you down, uh, perhaps we could go with with a team that always lets you down. How about we're the team that often lets you down? You've heard of the spirit of Tasmania. How about the shinboner spirit of Tasmania? Mm. That's my favourite. We could even call it Kangaroo Island. It's already a kangaroo island. That's one for legal. You're a little hamstrung by all the money tied up in that long-term influencer campaign. How long left on that deal? Another full season, and we're already in talks about extending it for next year. Nathan, cancel my three o'clock. 
Uh, sorry, they won't have time to get to you today. Oh, that'd be right. No one cares about me. Welcome back to In The Back Pocket. Brownie, you're pretty happy with your work in that, aren't you? A little cameo? Well, I, I, I reviewed it and it was okay. I don't think I'm going to get any uh, casting agents coming forward. BJ? Look at those wrinkles, mate. You might. I've got a lot of crow's feet. I've got a lot of crow's feet. <laughs> well, Sunday footy, Hawthorne and North Melbourne. And Hawthorne, new coach, and it should be an attacking game style. That's the word that's coming out of there. North Melbourne. 18th on the ladder last year. A little bit more hope for them this year. I'll talk about North Melbourne. Brownie, I'll, I'll leave Hawthorne with. But uh, I think North, we're going to. I think we're going to see better things for North Melbourne. Just the list they're putting together now. The midfield's becoming quite strong. Yes, still young, but I think you should see improvement out of them this year. More so in their consistency. So they, yes, they'll probably be in the bottom three or four. But uh, obviously, the most exciting thing for North Melbourne fans this year is is the. Uh, Jason Horse, mm. Horn Francis and their first ever number one draft pick. Yeah, he should be an absolute superstar. Brownie, tell me, it's going to be hard to do, but tell me something I don't know. Every week <laughs> I want to tell you something you don't know. I love being told things <laughs> and you learn things. Now, this comes from Hawthorne inside the coach's room. Sam Mitchell takes over. Takes over. Alistair Clarkson's out. This is at the end of last year. He sits down with his assistant coaches and he tells them all, the next premiership dynasty is going to be one with offence. Now, as we know, Everything's been one with defence recently for the last 15 years since Paul Ruse changed the game. The next premiership dynasty is going to be one with offence and it's going to be us. So that's the way he wants to play. He, he, wants, not, to, he wants to change the game. And the change the game. And I like it. I like the, the boldness of it. Um, I love the fact that he's backing his own, I guess, credentials in and how he played because that's how he played. But you've got to have the cattle. And I just don't think he's got the cattle to do that. And it might take him four five, maybe even six Does years to get those play to get those players in. As you know, it takes a long time to get Does the right player. Does he have that long, though? Do you think no, he has that Well, they're going to have to give him that long. If he wants to play an offensive game plan and be a premiership dynasty coach, they're going to have to change that structure of that list and get players in that can play the way he wants. Because I look at that list, they've got some talent on there, but they haven't got a, a list that's going to play aggressive offensive football and right. score 100, 120 every week and be able to stop the opposition. They just don't have that talent. Most clubs start with defence and that's how it's won at the moment and then they work on the offence if they've been allowed to keep their opposition to a score. He hasn't got the team. I love the boldness of it, but they're going to get some hidings doing this, in, particularly this year. If they try and play a completely offensive game, which we think he's going to, and judging by the pre-season he has, is going to be high scoring against and for. So when you're looking at Hawthorne, high scoring games against Hawthorne, high scoring games. So I think North Melbourne will beat them based on that. Yeah. I just think they're going to pick them off and it's bold. I love it and I love the, the way he wants to go about it. But for me, I don't think they can win. Attacking footy is fun footy though and someone who probably came Not into... Not if the... you're losing. No, no, you're right. But Chad Wingard last year, once the takeover from Sam Mitchell happened, he had really... We well, got to get him plenty of possessions, wasn't he? Well, he had a great finish to, to last year and I think the, the plan for Hawthorne and Sam Mitchell, Brownie, is to play more in the Chad. midfield. The Chad. Chad. Have a look at that. The last five games, he averaged 28.3. So 
So we're only asking for 20 from the Chad this week. And we've, if they're going to play attacking footy, how good's the midfield feeling at the moment? Warple, Mitchell, O'Meara, these guys rolling through there going, yep, I'm, I'm happy to play attacking football. So same game multi. Uh, the Chad, the total points over. Spoke about how if Hawthorne play, there's going to be total points over and it's going to be high scoring. And Sicily, back in the back end, I think he gets 20 plus as well. From what could be an attacking game to what should be, a, well, notoriously is a defensive game, Adelaide and Fremantle. Both these teams are going to be struggling to find anyone who can score BJ. So how do you see this one? Uh, well, opposite end to the spectrum, really, Fremantle banks, they've started with their defence, haven't they? Yeah. Being hard, although Ross yeah. Lyon era in the long mule, but it's been built off defence. So hopefully you see a bit more of a, a balance for Fremantle this year. But again, Adelaide, no Tex Walker, having such a good start to the year last year. Who is it? Who's going to keep their goals? Um, so they, it may be a dour contest, but um, I think uh, I'm leaning towards Fremantle in this just because of the experience and the results last Ross year. Ross bemoans the fact that he's known as a um, defensive yeah, coach because does. the year you made the grand final, I think you kicked a average 105 points a game, didn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah, and, and kept the opposition, though. I think it was, it was something stupid like yeah. 32 inside 50s a week. Yeah. But it was built up. Then I mean, we also had the licence offensively. There wasn't... It wasn't as structured as we yeah. were in defence, but we, we definitely scored well. big numbers between him and Nicky Dell taking the kick-outs from <laughs> full-back. They used to fight over the ball. Anyway, no interest, in, no interest in this game, Adelaide Freeman. Well, like, can't pick no a winner. Cannot pick a winner at all. But Matty Crouch is back, and he had some injury concerns last year, but he gets the ball a hell of a lot. So if you are looking for a bet in this game, follow Matty Crouch because he'll be able to get it. They don't have a lot of midfielders to take uh, possessions off him, so Matty Crouch. But in this game... I have nothing. Well, we're going to go to another Western Australian team, West Coast and Gold Coast. And there's been a big price drop for Gold Coast in this one because, well, West Coast barely have a team. No, they don't. And it was 310 10 days ago for the Gold Coast Suns. And we didn't, well, we knew they had injury concerns, the West Coast, because we didn't know how deep they went. But let's have a look at those injury concerns now because you've got your starting best midfield, apart from Andrew Gaff out of the side, Shuey Sheed. Yo, and also Tim Kelly is extraordinary to have out of your starting lineup. Oscar Allen, Liam Duggan, Cripps in the forward end, and Liam Ryan and Jack Darling. So that's half your forward line out as well. So the only forward they've got at the moment is possibly Josh Kennedy. So hard to see them winning the game with that many players out. Gold Coast, well, they won last two seasons. They won their first three on the trot as well, BJ. Yeah, start well as a young team, and as you should be excited. They just have a, a lack of ability to maintain. Uh, you know their form because of their age I think going to the season but expect to see improvement for them but I think if you're looking for some value based on what we just said about their, literally their starting midfield not not playing so who's going to be playing in there for West Coast it's kind of a make up and a mismatch of a number of players so Gold Coast you'd expect their, their midfielders to have you know and pretty solid midfield mind you now Rao back uh, fit Tuke Miller, one of the Brownlow favourites last year, uh, Swallow, a number of guys in there. It's a, it's a pretty strong. So look for them to maybe just the 25-plus market. Somebody's got to get the stats for West Coast too. So is it Sam yeah, Christie-Seaton? <laughs> uh, he only had eight touches in the in the practice match recently, but he's had a game where he had 38 yeah. disposals for Carlton. So he's big prices to get that 25 and 30, but somebody's got to get the ball. I mean, Andrew Gaff we know will get 30, but who else? So you've got to try and find it. I'm going to sit out of this game as well. Would you sit out of this game? Uh, I, like, I like the Gold Coast mids for 25 plus. Well, bet with mates. We brought this in last year as a company and it's just brilliant addition to our app. And we're going to create our own bet with mates group. And you've got a little technique that you want us to run through this season, Brownie. I do. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a technique that a lot of people use, a lot of punters club use. So you start with a kitty. And we're starting with $1,000 in our sports bet, bet with mates kitty. And you try and get a 20% winner every week. So they're very short, but you roll that into the next week. So 1,000 becomes 1,200 mm-hmm. becomes 
1420 I love after your that. Bit <laughs> so, uh, first you said week. footy players can't do maths. I am up for the first week. And so, when you need to get off to a good start, you go with what you know and you go with players you can trust. Now, Scotty Pendlebury is a player I can trust. He's $1.30 to have 20 or more disposal. That's not a lot. And he's playing half back. And as BJ knows, that is the easiest position to play <laughs> in the league. So, Scotty Pendlebury, 20 or more disposals, $1.30. So, the kitty next week will be starting at is 1300 and that's when I'll pass the baton over to BJ, but that's our Bet With Mates group. Well, hopefully we get a winner there. We're also going to each have $100 to play with what we think is our best bets of the round. You can split up $100 any way you want. Brownie, why don't you tell us how you would spend $100? Okay, spending $100, $50 on Adam Trelaw to have 25 or more disposals, and I'm also having $50 on Richmond, 1-39. 13 in the last 14 games, they've done that. And I've loved the form of Matthew Kennedy in the preseason. And he's a ball magnet when he's up and going. He's fit, he's firing. And so they are my two bets. 50 Adam Trelaw, Richmond into Matthew Kennedy. BJ, tell us yours. I've got two five-leg multis. So my first one, $50. Oh, oh, he's going big. He's going big. Oh, that's, that's, early. conservative. Uh, GWS to win in the Whitfield, Cornelio, Parker and Blakey playing halfback. Take the kick-ins. Maybe just take a few off of Lloyd, who we've seen uh, take Lloyd. all of them. So 50 on them, a juicy, juicy odds down there. Um, and my second one is Carlton to win. So you get a bit of value there because I think uh, Tigers are the firm favourites. With Saad Newman, halfbacks, and Cochin <laughs> Bolton for 20-plus disposals. $1,350 potential collect for those two Start bets with for BJ. Bang. He's gone hard early. Let's hope that he can stand up to the test, eh? Yeah, well, I've not gone for such big multis. I've gone quite nice and safe. Frio and Crows for the unders and Matt Crouch. Into Matt Crouch for 25 plus. It might not be an exciting game, but that's why that one might get up. And then I've gone nice and safe. Richmond 1 to 39. History suggests that that is going to be the scoreline, isn't it, Browning? Well, BJ, thanks for joining us in our first episode of In the Back Pocket. He's been good, hasn't he? He's been great. He knows. That's it. It's nice to have an (laughs) AFL Life member here. If you're having a on the AFL this weekend. Please make sure you always do so responsibly.